0: God is so profoundly different to anyone or anything that this world has to offer. His ways are so different to our ways. And unless and until we have a personal encounter with the risen Christ, unless and until we encounter Jesus in our own personal experience, our lives simply cannot be transformed. Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at the power that God wants to unleash in your life from a different perspective. Who or what is God? Well, you go out and ask different people, and what you discover is that they have a picture of God in their heads that doesn't always have a whole bunch to do with who God actually is. It's almost like we reconstruct Him in our own image to suit ourselves, to to suit our own agendas. But let me ask you something. If God is God, wouldn't it be worthwhile to kind of figure out exactly who he is? If God has the power, is the power, to transform our lives, shouldn't we get to know him? I mean, who is he really, and how do you and I relate to him? What if God is awesome and powerful and loving and kind, and yet we spend the rest of our days missing out on that because we never really went after him to discover who he really is? So how do we discover who God really is? This week on the program, we're setting about laying hold of God's power to completely and utterly transform your life. And the place that we discover that power, the place that God the Holy Spirit has made available for us to lay hold of that power, is in His Word, the Bible. I mean, reading the Bible was something I would never have done in a million years. What do you think I am, some wacky fundamentalist? But you know something? Reading the Bible for myself has completely and utterly transformed my life. It didn't stunt me. didn't narrow my mind. It opened me up to the wonders and the possibility of a life in God's presence, to the power that God wants to unleash in my life. Over the last 20 or so years, I guess, I've spent a lot of time in that book. In fact, it's 66 books. I've had the chance to study and to learn and to think and to mull it all over. And truly, in those 20-odd years, I've really only scratched the surface of the Bible. But the more I think about it, the Bible seems to me to be basically about four things. Firstly, who God is, what he's like, and how he reacts to things. Secondly, what God's will and purposes are, and what what his plan is. Thirdly, where my life's headed. It's about who I am, made in his image, and how he sees me. Who, Who did he make me to be? And fourthly, how can I respond to God? You see, some people think that this last one, number four, responding to God, is all that the Bible has to offer. It's sort of like a bunch of rules and regulations. But, you know, as you read it for yourself, how to respond to God is quite simply not the main thing. It just kind of drops out at the end. It's a natural consequence of the first three. Those four things, again, who God is, what his will and purposes are, who you and I are in his eyes, and how we can respond to all of that. That's what the Bible contains. It's it's real and it's practical. It's about life. It's awesome and it's exciting and it contains power unlimited to transform you, to transform your life, to heal you, to bless you, to empower you. Today I just want to look at the first one of those, who God is. I mean, if, if God is God, shouldn't we figure out who he is, who he says he is? Where better to do that, to search him out, than in that great love letter that he's written to you and me? the Bible. Makes sense, doesn't it? When I first laid eyes on my wife Jackie, when I first saw her from a distance, I was speaking at a church and she was sitting in that congregation. As far as I was concerned, she was just another face in the crowd and and I'd never sought her out. I would never have come to know her and have a relationship with her. So I did seek her out and she responded to that. In a sense, picking up the Bible is seeking God out. It's the same thing. He responds, it's not a dead book written by men thousands of years ago. It's the living, active word of God. And his promise is that when we pick it up, the Holy Spirit, God himself, will bring it to life in our hearts. God promised that he would pour his spirit out on all flesh and that he would write his words on our heart. By far the greatest reason for reading the Bible is to encounter God himself, to discover who he is and how he sees things and and what he's like and and what he's up to. You see, it's easy to read this story and that story in the Bible and say, well, you know, that's a story about King David. That that one over there is a story about Moses or, or Peter or Paul. But so often in the pages of this great and mighty book, the great unseen player is God himself. And as I read every story, every verse, I keep asking myself, what does this tell me about God himself? What's he up to in this story? Let's take just one example. It's a short story. God makes a promise to this man called Abram who is childless. You know, Abram's an old man. His wife Sarai is an old woman and they're childless and yet God has called them to go from their home on this huge journey. God's promised them children, a multitude of children, but it's never happened. It's gone on for years and for years and for years. Abraham's out of his comfort zone. He's on this long, uncomfortable journey And he's frustrated, and this is what happens. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord, what will you give me? For I continue to be childless, and the heir of my house is Elisa of Damascus. And Abram said, You have not given me offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir? But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. And God brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven and count the stars if you're able to count them. Then he said, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it unto him as righteousness. Now it's really easy to read this story and imagine that this is a story all about Abram. But the real question that we should be asking of this story is what does this short little story tell us about God? Here's Abram. He's frustrated. He's waiting for a breakthrough that's not coming. He's he's trying to believe in God, but it's hard. I wonder if that sounds at all familiar to you. And it's going on for years and for years and for years, and he and his wife are old, and it's just absolutely impossible. But along comes God. And he does this kind of gentle and kind and wondrous and patient thing with Abram. He takes him outside to gaze up into this beautiful masterpiece called the Milky Way. Have you ever looked up at the stars away from the smog and the lights of a big city? It's just incredible how many stars are up there. And in the middle of Abram's frustration, God says, Abram, look up. Look at this. This is how many descendants you're going to have. My promise is actually going to happen. And if you read the rest of the story, Abraham ultimately has a son with his wife, Sarah, called Isaac. He never saw all of these offspring happen. He never saw the rest of the promise fulfilled in his lifetime. But here is the good and the gracious and the powerful God who takes a man in the middle of his frustration and speaks lovingly to him. It's a story about God. It's a story about how God treats those whom he loves when they're at the end of their tether. The Bible's full of those kind of stories. You pick it up and you read them and, and wow, you discover who God really is. Do you see how to come to know God and how in our small, limited way, coming to understand him can make such a powerful difference in our lives? People often say to me, Bernie, you, you seem to be so enthusiastic about God. I'll tell you why. Because over the last couple of decades, I've discovered him in the pages of the Bible and discovered what he says about himself there, and those things have ended up being etched into my heart so that I can experience him in my life. I I can't help being enthusiastic about God. I can't help but wonder, where would I be if I hadn't laid hold of this power, power unlimited, in the living word of God? Life can be hard work sometimes. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you'd like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook Power Unlimited. Thousands already have and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message and I'd love to encourage you too to live your life.